Ashland. <laughs> we'll have to all like listen to that later to see what we all said. Yeah. So that was my little surprise. I went like, hmm. And no one sang at that time. Wait, are we allowed to say other things other than Ashley? Yes, of course. I think so. I think oh, so. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a rule. Okay, should we do it again? Should we go again? No, uh, no. we'll do it at the. <laughs> we'll do it at the closing. At the end, just keep just be think thinking of something. of something that's going to be like. Great, 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 awesome. Okay, cool. So, let's just dive right into Mr. Robot Four Hundred Nine Conflict. Okay, what the fuck with the opening scene? Like, I just need to know. I I immediately started spiraling. Totally. Spiraling. I don't know what was happening. Yes. What happened? Yes. <laughs> Everybody just stopped. It's like I was just like our tech froze. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am doing this now, so I mean, God help us all. No, so I was spiraling too. Cause remember this conversation goes really weird. So you have Magda, the little boy, you know, Mr. Robot walking into what I'm calling Tyrell's mind pocket that's tucked inside of Elliot's brain. Okay, this Tyrell thing has got to be something, right? And it's also the same room where the man blew his brains out in front of Angela on live TV. He was sitting in Tyrell's mm-hmm. spot with the same view behind him, mind you. So this is a real space that Elliot is now captured to use as his sort of like mind ship. Just weird, too, is that sonically that room was a little different. It was a little more bouncy. When he had the three of them, you had Mr. Robot, Little Elliot, and oh, was Magda. it? It was a little bit more oh, bouncy on the that. lines. Yeah, mm. it was weird. It was, it was just I, I've never heard it that room that bouncy before. So that's the echoes of his mind. Yeah, maybe that was just sort of like because we you are in the like the mind of Elliot. It's the mind head. Yeah, the mind head, big head. And for big head, mine hand, there's a Silicon <laughs> Valley reference as well as a Bowfinger reference for all of you, cinephiles. Uh, and move a file. Are you, are you a TV file now? Is there a new term? Just, is Scorsese letting us even call things anything anymore? Is he uh, just like telling us what we got to do now? How we need to watch The Irishman on yeah. like what kind of screen? Yeah. I tried to watch that this uh, weekend. I mean, I watched it and, you know, I love all those guys. But it's like uh, they were awesome in the 70s. And I'm done with that review. Okay, so. <laughs> just saying, there's a lot more uplifting and complicated shit in Endgame. Anyway, so what I'm going to say here about this conversation is what the fuckity fuck. So Magda's sitting there smoking. Little boy has his position. A, a robot walks in, and they're all talking about we should tell him. Tell him now. Tell him everything, the little boy says. And then Elliot will be Okay. And then Mr. Robot like, is, he kneels down beside him and says, I'm telling you he's not ready. And then Magda's like, you encourage these shenanigans, you know. And he's like, just look, just give me some time. We need to finish this mission, and then I can get through to him. And then Magda's like, how? How are you going to do that? And he goes, I'm going to show him what he did. Yeah. <laughs> what did he- Lizzie, See, I've watched this scene several times, and I still, nothing was, like, making sense to me. Do you, do you think the trauma that he he learned of back in the other episode with Elliot Villar um, with Vera. Do you think that could maybe not be the right conclusion? Mm. Do you think there's something else going on that we don't know about and that we think the most obvious point of trauma is this sexual assault or this, um, this incident or incidents? 
Do you think it's something completely different? I had this thought on the fourth time I watched it this morning that the little boy's making the plea. He's the one who took Elliot to it's the same kid we're using for the one who took Elliot to the room. The key at the who, Queen's Museum. It's uh, the same it's actor the same kid. who walked in and said, Hey, we did fight back. See, we had the key. So I started thinking exactly along those lines of maybe the sexual assault isn't just the only information here that what could have traumatized somebody I mean, it's enough to be traumatized by sexual assault, trust me. I mean, yeah. I, I relate. You don't really ever fully bury it. You know, you learn how to carry it, right? But I feel like there's something around this that's a little bit deeper than that. So to both of your point, I feel like he did Edward Alderson in. See, that was that's what I was thinking. It's like when he said you betrayed the sacred trust, it's almost as if, like, you told on him. yeah. Or something you caused the. I mean, I don't know if that's related to this. I felt like when he pushed him off the the boardwalk there, off the railing, that he was like, "You broke our pedophile pact when you were a kid, and you told my secret to your mom, and shit went sideways." But that again, I don't think the full thing's being insane. I really feel like he ended up like killing his dad. <laughs> Like maybe he collapses in the the cinema because he was poisoned or something. Yeah. Yeah. If he puts something in his popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Or he. Yeah. Like, I don't he's know. I mean, like at this point, and, I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're thinking. Are, oh, he's got cancer. More things that Elliot doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. I just like. <laughs> I thought that was like. Because that for a moment, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, is this before Elliot? knows about what Vera told him I'm like well no because he's talking about how like Elliot's like not okay and like he he can't like come out and do things so it's not that so what else is there that we we or Elliot doesn't know I'm and just what like, would fuck you up that much right and the only people who can draw him out are Darlene and Angela yeah so Robot goes on to say after this he goes um you know, she's like, and again, let's know for a fact, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Magda in a second, but she's very sympathetic. That poor boy, this is going to break him. Yeah. And then Darlene, he says, Darlene, he woke up for her. I guess this is the other one that we probably have wrongly asserted is the violent one. I'm thinking this other one is one that we haven't seen at all. Yeah, because, he, yeah. We haven't seen him on screen at all. No. I'm starting to think the other one is someone that we haven't seen. We keep thinking, is he the guy in the room who smashed everything up? Well, we've already seen that guy smash things up when he's trying to get into that building to stop him and Robot are fighting and Rami Malek's getting thrown all over the set by himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're seeing that is Monster. That's a version of him, right? We've seen Monster throughout the show. So it's like, he woke up for her. It's like the three of them rarely see this person or haven't seen him yet. And the way they're all reacting together in this conversation, it almost seems like they're, how do I say it? They're, they're having very, a, a very sane, coherent, civilized conversation for something that should be blowing this whole thing up. Right. You know what I mean? Like the younger Elliot with all the trauma, the older El uh, um, Mr. Robot with guilt and 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 feeling like he whatever he did to little Elliot, and then the mom of like hating her husband for doing that to her kid. You would get more emotion, not this like just sit around conversation of should we tell him? It's just weird. But this is his mind. This is not 
Ghosts. I know. It's just it, it it makes me think that there's so much more here that I just Yeah, well there's certainly a huge missing piece because I think all of us were sitting here going, "Wait a minute, yeah. what?" <laughs> it's not just about yeah, the sexual think, assault. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah, and I think there's something to the fact that the the chair <clears throat> the empty chair is at the head of the table. Yep. And in the in the depending on how Sam shoots the scene, it's either in the foreground of the scene or in the background. Right. And I also realized on the second watch that so if we know that Elliot has created Mr. Robot as a personification of the father that he wanted but didn't have, we have to assume the same for Magda. And oh, he is manifesting true. another version of Magda that wasn't actually... Because I think we, we it came up in the second or third episode when she died that the way she was behaving in, like, as Elliot was, like, passing out from the, the overdose or everything, that this wasn't the Magda that we thought we... we we knew like the one that like burns cigarettes on her son. But now that we know this, this, how this connection works between Mr. Robot and Elliot, we know that it's, it has to be the same three for Magda. I just don't know how that extends to little Elliot. Yeah. Is the little Elliot, the kid that has the childhood he wishes he had? I don't know. Well, all the, like the little Elliot's that we've seen, the only one that has been sort of like standoffish to the father was the one in the theater. The the problem, I think the, what's working to Sam's favor, uh, favor, his favor and, and our disadvantage is that actors age. And so he's had to use all of these different younger actors to play Elliot at like eight. I kept this little, this new little guy looks like he's six, but everybody's yeah. saying he's eight or nine. Fine. He, he definitely looks younger than the one in the store that, that stole the 20. Right. I don't have kids. I don't know the ages of children. I mean, do you cut them <laughs> open and count their rings? I don't know how to tell the ages of kids. So I'm just saying, okay, so he's the same age. Then let's go to that cinema scene where we think, does Edward drop dead there? Is the kid like slipped him a Mickey and he's on his way out? And he doesn't, like Elliot, a grown-up Elliot doesn't remember the fact that he killed his tormentor. He found out he was going to get sick anyway. He was going to die mm -hmm. anyway. So he was like, I'll just send him on his merry fucking way. Right? Maybe. I don't think he poisoned him at the, the popcorn. Cause, I don't know. Maybe not. I just feel like there's a but, lot yeah. of really weird things that are going on here. Like, if uh, we te if, tell him what we did, what more could he have done? <laughs> or what did he do? Except for kill dear old dad. Yeah. And or, how, and or, how... did, or did eight-year-old Elliot somehow get with White Rose to, you know, kidnap Darlene to get her out of the situation. I mean, how far are we going to go with what little Elliot did? He hid the key in the Queen's Museum, which is pretty fucking clever. I mean, symbolic and dramatic. Is it it's something an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old would do? But, I mean, you know, just bury it in a backyard. Bury it in Angela's backyard. You take it to the train station. I mean, you went all the way into the city to, you know. Anyway, what I'm saying is... And it's still there after all these years. I right. Just, yeah. So, I mean, again, it's this is why we have, you know, just have to suspend our disbelief. <laughs> but I'm just, it, there is something into this conversation. And I think, I think we're all kind of thinking in the same direction yeah. of like, what more do we not know? Like, that's missing. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got a lot of explaining to do. He does. In the last, what, four episodes. Fuck. But I mean, he, a lot you can get it done. It's just like. Uh, we're we're already in what nine and we got more. And we're questions. still guessing. Yeah. We're down to four episodes and we're all still sitting <laughs> yeah. around going, you know what? Not only are we guessing, we're getting new questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like last night I was Which like, I called great. at the beginning of the yeah. season. You I was did. like, I just feel like he's just gonna throw more questions at us. Absolutely. 
So can I ask a question of you guys about Magda? Have we seen her before? Have we seen either Elliot or Mr. Robot acting out as Magda? Because we've seen Mr. Robot become monster. And have we seen, like, I remember a scene when Angela's talking to Irving and she's brought Elliot as Mr. Robot from her apartment and he's standing behind them. They're underneath the the, the restaurant. Yes, yeah. and he's smoking. And he's smoking in this very dramatic way. And I'm like, why are you making a point of showing that to us? And I, we just did a massive rewatch uh, over the holiday. We piled through it in three days, right up to the doors of watching last night's episode. Like we finished episode eight from four and went right into this one. So watching it all the way through and watching it through this new filter and even with Magda in mind, because she's been on my mind, he's standing there dramatically smoking. Yeah. He and holds like, the Is cigarette that... like she does. Exactly. Like up in mm-hmm. the air. So does he also become his mom? Yeah, I looked into question. some DID stuff and a lot of people take on sometimes the personalities of their abusers or people in their lives. So I'm feeling like sometimes he's Magda. Well, we've got a ha- uh, just a, a, a house where the, the father and the mother are abusing the children. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, and you can't take it anymore. Yeah. So I think you kill your dad. I don't know. Something very edible. Something very... Well, no, I mean that... Something shit. Something's that, that, going on here. Yeah, that definitely crossed my mind when he had said, well, we'll tell him what he's done. Like, okay, what are all the possible things you, you've done? So, you could have done. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I, yeah. yeah. Again, questions. More questions. Yeah. I mean, Andre did call it. Yeah. We're just getting more fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> the credits will be rolling. There'll be a post-credit scene in the se- the series finale that will just answer everything. It's like it'll it- be Sam Ismail just sitting there going, "Okay." <laughs> just smoking. It's like two. <laughs> going, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Every five week. miles back. You know. So he does say that she might be the one who can help us, and it's Mr. Robot that goes to the hotel room that's across from the Deus Group meetup. Yeah. And she, it takes her a, a second, but then she realizes when he calls her sweetheart. Yeah. Darlene didn't mm-hmm. notice him right off. And then she's like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And it's like. You know, because the last time we saw Elliot, he's like, I don't know if I can do the hack. So Mr. Robot's kind of having to drive right now. Yeah. But he's also kind of come, coming over to be near Darlene because there's some shit going on. Now, Elliot Alderson doesn't know that Darlene Alderson just was at his their friend's house. <laughs> Dom has just been yeah. stabbed in the chest. <laughs> Dom Wick just happened. Janice be dead. He doesn't even know about Janice. It hasn't even gotten the 411 on Janice. And... She's had a day. I was very happy, though. The show gave me a little bit of a gift that Darling at least got to get a shower in this shitty hotel room. I feel like she got to gussy yeah. up and brush her teeth, change her clothes out of the, and wash the blood off of her forehead. I was like, oh, yeah. Thank God for the small things on this show. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm thinking about Elliot. He's, he's had sex, run from the cops, fallen down two cliffs. Um, he's been menaced by Vera, uh, relived the, uh, unearthed the deep sexual trauma, and I don't think he's had a snack or a nap. <laughs> so, it's like the same day. So he's like, it's, it's all Christmas Day, yeah. and he's rolling right into this white rose hack, and I'm like, yes, Darlene fucking Alderson was the queen of the show, yeah. and she is a formidable hacker, and I have grown to 
completely love her as a character, but I'm really worried about my boy Elliot. Like, there's not even, he's not even a pop in a Tic Tac. I mean, is he got low blood sugar? Like, is he okay? Did he drink some of the peppermint mocha before he put Oxycontin in the other one? Did he get an egg sandwich at least? I'm just saying. Someone got him a sandwich from Crafty. Just saying. <laughs> um, before we move on to the other bigger events of this, is there anything else we want to say about that opening scene in uh, the Minehead Room? No. It just seems it se- this episode seems like it was two different episodes. It did. You know, it was this thing in the beginning, and just the way it was shot, and the room, and all these things going on, and then we had like what we were waiting for. You know, a little bit of explanation. The cool thing was that. It was like Price and um, White Rose and us all trying to figure out what's going to happen next. All three of us were sitting right. there just like, we have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. Everybody was just sort of winging it. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the episode, right? So I didn't know how it was going to go down. They're all going to go like corral the Deus group guys. They needed to get them all in one place so they can get information, so they can hack into the Cypher Spank account, so they can siphon everything out. That part of the hack I understood. Uh, and cell phone tower pinging, a lot of us uh, understood understand a lot more now after listening to the first season of Serial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we were all like, got a firsthand knowledge of how cell phone ta- towers can be pinged. But I was with the rest of you guys going, I was just guessing, is Pri- Price is going to off himself in front of White Rose. Price is going to shoot right, ro- White Rose. Price is going to go out with the, in a blaze of glory, but how? White Rose is going to get killed by her own people. Like, that entire time they were sitting in that room, Yeah, I was trying to figure, figure out the double cross. I thought, I, I, I honestly thought it was going to be Price was going to die in that room. Me too. And I think that's what White Rose thought was. No, she he didn't. Well, Jang didn't. He was like, I'm going to take you back to the hotel. We're going to pump you up with this stuff, and you'll fall. Oh, that's right. You're going to die in your sleep. sleep. Or we can do it this other way. Hmm. And, you know, it goes the other way. But still, that whole scene was just like. She lost her shit. She did. This was the first time that she was uh, uh, vulnerable. Yeah. You love to see it. (laughs) It was awesome. And then when, when her. When when Jang's assistant was like, "I'm fucking out." Okay, can we just call for a second that Wang Shui was right from the very beginning? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I still want to know more about her and how she can talk to White Rose like this. I like that she put on a lip for the occasion. She had done a lip to go to like the <laughs> meeting, but the outfit was the same. It was just like I'm just I've done my makeup a little bit. I've done a bit of an eye and a bit of a lip, but seriously, bitch. Yeah. This dude, I told you he was a problem. And then here it's happening. Yeah, but yep. who I feel like she a cousin. You know, has I, know. I feel like she's either murdered a bunch of people in the name of the Dark Army through some sort of like clever way. Maybe she was third in line. She was just underneath um Grant. Grant. You know. Grant got booty rights. She seems a and lot sharper she, than Grant. No yeah. offense, Grant Chang. I loved you on the show. But I'm saying I feel like Wang Shu had everybody's number. Yeah. And how can she just I walk still, out without taking a bullet? I know. She didn't kill herself. I don't no. know, man. I don't know. I still feel like there there was some relation to Grant, and she got pissed that Grant got knocked out because of White Rose, and, and White Rose is sort of granting her that um, that 
anger. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, she's connected like, to Grant in some way. Yeah. A sister, you know, someone, or they're just tied. They're the three amigos in their own thing. Because if you get close to her, like, you have to be, like, but then there's Irving. Like, well, I used car salesman. That was her lover for a minute. But he, like he said, when he when he made his exit, he's like, I was you, what, 20 years ago? Whatever it was. Yeah. She'll understand. And right. he just goes off. And it's like, oh, I've earned that. Right. You know. So there is a retirement package, package there that doesn't require you blowing your brains out. But Sista just walked off. Yeah. I mean, if Grant didn't have one, I don't know why she would have she would have one at this point. But she just walks off. Yeah. And when she, like, switches to English. Yeah. And it was like, you got beat today. Yeah. And I'm just Price t- looks around and right? it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm saying your shit out in the room. <laughs> so she, she's been And then Price is to- like, oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he, he does, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Try to tell y'all about that pip squeak in the hoodie. <laughs> y'all. So. It was really. it was. I really, didn't know how this was going to go down. Yeah. It was nice seeing Price that way. It was. You know, uh, I read that this Hollywood Reporter article of the week of the episode belonged to Christ- Michael Christopher, who plays um, uh, Price. And I have to say that uh, Christopher, I want to say he has a Pulitzer uh, Prize. Oh, really? I think he does. He has something like this. He's a playwright in his own right. Um, he's mm. very envious of Sam Esmail's brain. He said, you know, he basically has inadvertently ridden um, the Odyssey. Um, Elliot is definitely a homer. And all of these things are just sort of happening to him. He said, it's, it's a complicated story. And he said, I don't even think Sam realizes that he's written this. And when I brought it up to him, he's like, what are you talking about? And he said, no, he's just, he's written this very clever thing. And I, could, I don't want to say too much except for to say that not only is it a satisfying ending, but it's, it was a very complicated way to get there. Yeah. So I feel like that's why we're all like in tr- twists and tangles trying to figure out what's going on. But I love it. I still find it, it's not frustrating to the, you would think that we would be frustrated, but I'm not. I mean, every week I like yeah. turning in and going, what's happening now? It's like this never-ending <laughs> kind of op- nested doll kind of thing that keeps going on every yeah. week. So, Well, it's definitely like I have to – I'm not one who – I like it when things are tied up in a bow, you know, like you know, Law and Order style. You do? I do. But then at the same time I don't, and I for some there's some part of me that wants this to be tied up in a bow for me because it was just so out there. But as things are getting resolved, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because it's like we were saying, just talking amongst ourselves, it's like how everyday life is. It doesn't always get cleaned up. It just happens. Yeah. Right. And things work out in ways that they just tend to work out or not. To that degree, talking about price. He's set up at this big, you know, him and White Rose are these formidable bad men. They're the 1% of the 1%. They're part of this deus group. Um, and then you start to see that there's cracks and every man can fall. And thank God that, you know, the Hitlers of the world and the Trumps of the world, they get their comeuppance. Yeah. Because, you know, and Price said the way he played, I mean, uh, Christopher said the way he played Price Going into the fourth season, is he's sort of he's filled filled with doubt. He, it, that happens to him in season three. He didn't allow himself to feel all of these things, and then Angela brought a bunch of stuff up to the fore for him. Like maybe the way you've lived your life is wrong. Maybe the way you go about things is wrong. And 
he decides to do the right thing on the way out. I mean, the fact that he rolls over to the hotel room and gives the white roast machine stuff on the thumb drive, <laughs> the which, thumb. oh my God, as soon as he, he did that, Girl, I stood I'm, up and was like, you give me that thumb drive right now, bitch. You give it to me right now. <laughs> oh what was your reaction? God. Can what we talk you? about that for a second? Yes. The thumb drive? <laughs> and also that whole thing about... Angela and I'm just like is I turned to Lindsay I was like is this it is it are we finally saying this is it but then like by the end Price is like you you play on people's regrets and weaknesses so I'm like okay well is it actually this weird time machine she's built what's happening what is the machine what is this new world she's trying to create is this a wrap on White Rose by the way are we done with White Rose no I think she's always got several steps things up her sleeve but i wouldn't be surprised Ugh. if this whole thing comes down to not being about why rose's machine and again the way she's I, talking yeah. about it like do you want to say hello to angela hear her voice yeah shake her hand yeah hold her hand again yeah. hold her hand whatever all of these things tell me that it's some sort of ai bullshit I'm and then sorry. and then they and then in the in the um in the score and the soundtrack they get that that hopeful sound yes. that melody going mm-hmm. and then it builds and builds and builds but i love that price is like well well elliot's tears are coming down <laughs> so price nor elliot fall for white rose's bullshit because yeah. price is like yeah i saw you drug her dead body off my lawn mm-hmm. so and, elliot, and he knows in his mind i've already like handed yeah. over everything about your fucking machine to this kid that you've underestimated like we all did and he annoyed the hell out of us but he's the person who brings us down and then white rose tries to pull that shit with elliot like and he's like oh i saw what you did to her before you killed her exactly she wasn't yeah she wasn't who yeah so no thank you as a person who has a phd and fucking with my own head you're not even going to get a chance to yeah so i love that they both were like Nope and nope and nope. And then Price's whole thing, he knows he's going to die. Yeah. He's just playing the band out for as long as he can, buying Elliot time. And he loved this. Yeah. He even said, it's like, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. He's like, was this your plan? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just waiting to see what happens too, buddy. (laughs) I went Price on that one. Yeah. (laughs) It was really fun. Like I said, it was really fun having... Us and the characters inside the story not know what's going to happen and just be like, what's happening next? What's going on? Mm -hmm. It was fun for me. My unsung hero has always been Darlene for the longest time now. I want to say since season two, and here's why. She's displaced. She's perpetually homeless. She has a hard time uh, connecting with people. She has her own PTSD, and she doesn't have a fucking Mr. Robot as a companion. The only person she has on this planet is her brother, who's struggling so much just to function. And she still has the wherewithal to pull off these hacks. Like, he's like, I'm going to stay here and do this thing. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You know, come on, dude. And this, again, is after being traumatized, and her girlfriend got shot or stabbed. And she's faced off with Janice, the taxidermist from hell. And so she's still like <laughs> reeling from all her shit. And she's still like in deep mourning over Angela. Yeah. And now she's watching her brother fall apart. They just lost their mom. And then she's got to go like she just breaks into a party store and makes an F Society video and rounds everybody up and like puts everybody in the same place. And everybody's giving kudos out to Price. And look, yes, MVP. Guys like that normally don't turn around and do the right thing. And he did that because of Angela. Right. But 
Darlene fucking Alderson did all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> all of the things. She went there and got all those numbers matched up out in the cold, positioned herself. I mean, she was not just hacking these phones. She was hacking the building. Yeah. Trying to get into this fortress. Well, she socially engineered the building because she found yeah. out. She looked at the way these turds were coming in and out of that, um, all the rides or escalades. And she just did a, a, a simple hack of like the lever not getting up so they couldn't get out no. of the, the parking deck. So she I'm like, like funneled them all into the barrel. Right. So she can get them. So yeah. she did three, four hacks. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Then made the video. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah. And she I was the one say, who- like, if I was in Darlene's shoes, I would just like in the moment be just having an anxiety attack because not only are you trying to do this hack on a small phone and you've got gloves on and like you're maybe you're not pressing the wrong, the right numbers or whatever. But not only that, you have Cars honking, people yep. screaming. It's yep. cold as shit. It's cold You're as shit. You're anxious. Your hands are probably shaking as well. <laughs> like, I would not be able to do any of this. And Sistel ends up looking fierce and standing yeah. there as, you know, Erdogan or whoever that motherfucker is who's riding out. Just give him that look like she did after she made yep. Home Slice burn all that money, that $5.9 She just standing there like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's the one who got White Rose's number. It wasn't Elliot. She he lit- couldn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, I told you to get White Rose's number, not call her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just loved her in this. I've loved what Carly has done with Darlene. Yeah. She just has to find happiness. For now, I mean, I know it's too much to hope. I really need the Alderson kids to be okay. I need them to live like... A version of, I know like a couple of episodes back, I said, how is he going to walk around in the world? Well, I think that's the whole premise of the show. How does a person like this live and survive and function? And I hope that the, the message doesn't ultimately be that he's too damaged to live. I want to believe that this guy has a future and so does his sister. They did nothing mm-hmm. but try to like, oh. they used their skills to try to make the world a better place. No matter how haphazard it's ended up being and flawed and fucked up. But the fact that they've even tried, come on. Maybe he meets up again with um, uh, his therapist. Starts hanging out with her. She yeah. didn't invite him to come back at the police she, Yeah, she did leave that open. I have a feeling that they're both. we're going to both see them together again before the season's over. I would hope so. Well, I think all the Dom Lean fans are very happy because we do see um, Dom is in the preview, so she's at least at the hospital yeah. and survived. She survived. Yeah. I don't know how happy she's going to be to see Darlene who comes by with a fruit basket or whatever. Yeah, but she did do what Dom said, you know, go out, find Elliot, take him down. And they did manage to siphon out all their money. They took all their money. So what happens? Like, here's the thing I want to ask about, like, villainy, like, 1% 101. Do you have just the one bank account? Probably not. You don't have, like, a Chase? No. Or a... <laughs> a B of A with a few thousand laying around, like a hundred and fifty thousand over here. I think, you, I think you have to uh, diversify because FDIC only insures up to a hundred thousand in an account. And if you're holding a public office, you're only supposed to make X amount of money on the books, right? Yeah. I guess that's not you know. So everything it's not hookers and blow money. So, but the, like the it seems it's, it's almost as if like the Deus Group is like a slush fund. 
what people put into their no, money, yeah, because right? yeah, because near the end you see Wyros's phone and like it keeps popping up like account empty, account empty, yeah. account empty. So there's got to be multiple. Accounts. So it's multiple accounts. Multiple okay, accounts. Thank you for explaining that within, to me. Within yeah. within Cyprus, but she's got money elsewhere and other other uh, things, but. Everything in Cyprus, but the big money that was connected gone. to her shipping funds—that's that's the yeah. thing. Her purse got emptied so that she could pay for the bribery or whatever it yeah. took to get the Congo shipments. I don't think she's completely penniless. I just think was- I think I think she is because like the way she makes her money, I don't think she's going to put any of it in like a Wells Fargo account. Like I think that's it. Maybe yeah, because there's traces to that shit. If they if they realize how she's making her money. You know, that's why they chose Cyprus is that they so, were able to hide all it. of her yeah. ill-gotten gains are going through Cyprus, like in, real, mean, like in, in the real world. In the real world, that's exactly <laughs> where all the, the oligarchs and the, and the crooks and yeah. the Trumps of the world actually put their money. That's so why there's a big run on that yeah. whole shit. Everything hmm. that was funding her, you know, underground enterprise. Side note, he didn't make a too big of a deal of it. We all saw Trump as part of the Deus group. Whether he's a yeah. guest or a member, we don't know. <laughs> I don't think that guy's 1% of the 1% because I don't think he has that kind of money. I mean, Putin's got that kind of money, but we don't think Trump does. I just like that, that Sam hates him so much. He, he, captured, he encapsulates Trump with the hairstyle and then two hands grasping for the two sliders on the tray. I thought that was the funniest moment because the guy's got the hand moments down. He's got the hand movements of Trump down. And I want to know if they brought in Pollyann Bennett <laughs> to show the guy <laughs> to grab the <laughs> those sliders. You know how Rami, like, he always brings Pollyann around and go, hey, you know, you need to show this actor how to move. I think he's part of the day. It's just Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's just Alec Baldwin. I'll do it. I'll come down and do it. Yeah, I mean, you think he is part of the day? I think group? he is. They're saying this is guy. This is guy who's because part of this slime fest. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because people were talking about him as where they were they were going through that the – the entryway, you heard mm-hmm. conversations of, of people who were just talking about him. Yeah. You know, being a fucktard. I have another question for you guys. So the little boy, is there a little boy persona? That was, a, that was a, yeah. I, I don't know if we've you know, ever seen like, that. With the day that Elliot goes to see Trenton and Mobley's family, he ends up spending the day with Muhammad. Yeah. And sometimes they would have conversations, and he's like, I can take my shoes off and blah, 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 but you, but you can't do it, but I can. The way they're talking to each other, I'm like, was that little boy Elliot? Is yeah. that a persona? I still, Am I taking I this too literally, guys? Am I just being too literal with these personas? No, I don't know. I mean, like, I was going to say, like, all those moments where... Like, I, I think about, like, the very first episode and, like, sometimes they get lonely and he's, like, crying in the corner and, like, oh, that could be a little boy. But also, I'm, I'm just keep, like, getting back into the corner of, is Elliot Elliot? Is he a person or is he just someone that has manifested other people's identities but doesn't have an identity of his own? Possibly. Because, like, at one point, is it Elliot making decisions? And at one point, is it Magda or the little boy or Mr. Robot? Like... And who is he talking to? Is he kind of trying to coax this person out? This he's like, "Hello, friend." Oh, that sounds weird. I'm, what should I call you? And it's like a new. It's like he's introducing himself to this person in the pilot. We're mm-hmm. just meeting this person, and you get the idea from all these other clues that you were just born a month ago and all this kind of stuff. Who really are all of these components of yeah. this person? So I'm tending to really understand what you're saying there, like. 
Who is even Elliot? And to go on with what you know, Andre was just saying about who he is. Who is he? Like in the rewatch, I got this sort of sense like he was telling Krista, you know, you know, the story of my dad and his his sickness. It's like was his dad really sick? That's been posited many or, times. Or is and is this is just sick, yeah. is this just the story that he's made up and he got the, the yeah. origin is from Angela. And that whole storyline is like, well, my dad had it too. Because White Rose was like and he he can die for us just like his dad did. It doesn't seem like his dad died by accident. Oh, like he got sick and he died. He seems like he martyred. He was a martyr. Well, you know, he he's telling he's telling um, little Elliot as they drive up to the robot store, the, the the computer store that he would name Mr. Robot Elliot would. You know, all of these doctor's appointments that he's missed, all these days to go to the doctor. That story seems very stilted and weird too. And if I've watched it like the ninth time. The other day, I'm like, these things are just very weirdly said. They're just said not, they're said in a very specific kind of way. Yeah. So Edward Alderson's sickness is now a thing that I focus on. And, and all the things we're saying about who Elliot is and who he is not. And it's all right there. Yeah, I just can't sort of put the pieces in the right order. Yeah, again, it's like Jeopardy. All the letters are filled in except for the one. And I'm going, horses? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> It was exciting, though. It was. The music, can we talk about Matt Quell last night? Oh, man. Knocked it out of the park. Yep. Just the refrain. Is there a name for that refrain? That, look hopeful, you hear it, you hear, we've heard it sometimes around yeah. Elliot and, and around Darlene's moments, and especially when they're together, sometimes with Angela, it's like that refrain, and you're just like, you know, because when we're talking about Game of Thrones, we can call that the Reigns of Castamere. Yeah. This song or blah, blah, blah. We don't have any great houses. We have the Alt House of Alderson. House <laughs> Alderson. Which house is Alderson. Usually just Where Is My Mind is their house song <laughs> um, by the Pixies. But, like, I don't know what that refrain is called, but I need to get familiar with what he's, what he's done with this score. And last night, the driving music. He had that hopeful tune with the driving music underneath it and yeah. it was just layer upon layer and I just yeah. the opening scene had a, an eerie kind of score to it and I can't wait to get this is the season four out no it's the not gonna, not it's not gonna be out probably till the end of the season I'm yeah oh my god I just yeah. love it I could listen to his stuff all day long it's like I used to play the Blade Runner soundtrack in my household Back when that wasn't a cool thing. My friend came over and goes, why are you playing the soundtrack to Blade Runner on vinyl in your house? I'm like, well, I'm cleaning my house. I clean it to Blade Runner. That's how I would clean my entire house is I would just blast Blade Runner on my big fancy stereo. And now I'm going to like blast, you know, this, all four seasons. In this this episode had like that, that uh, just that when we were doing a lot of the, not B-roll, because it's not really B-roll, but it's a lot of the MOS shots. Um it's like I could listen to that driving. It, it's perfect driving music. You know, it mm -hmm. just puts you in a groove. I just noticed how, yeah, I just noticed how loud it was. And, like, Sam, like, gave him the room to let the score just fill up the scene. I really loved it. This is, yeah, and he's been doing that probably all along. But this season, for the most part, I've noticed it more than I ever have, that he's let it, he's let the score be prominent in many scenes. 
know. Because we're through, it's like what happened with Game of Thrones. There toward the end, there's not a whole lot to say. We've said a bunch of things. Although I say that, and then in the four or five times that people talk on this show, they're like, well, we should just tell him what he did. What do you mean? <laughs> what he <laughs> did? So I'm kind of tripping myself up by saying, you know, just let the score speak. When you're still positing questions here in the 11th hour. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So what happens after the Alderson twins, and I call them twins, when the Aldersons, they pull off this hack? Where do you go? Do you finally celebrate? Do they, you know, where does they, where do they go? They can't go back to his well, house, Well, I mean, can uh, they? Elliot's going about to Washington Township. We know that's that. right. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. And Darlene. So is, there's still more. Yeah. So that's what I was was waiting to talk about because you said it earlier on that like White Rose's machine is not going to be the end of the story, and we've been talking about it the last eight episodes like that. That's that's going to be it. But like, I feel like I mean like it, it's very obvious that we should have realized that this is Elliot's story and it's going to end with Elliot. That's right. Um, I mean, not to say that that there's going to be some white rose stuff coming back around because there still was that really creepy shot of Zhang seeing Elliot walk away as he's being pulled into the car by his dark army mercenaries. Um, So, yeah, I, I, and I think that's why we, the beginning of the episode was the beginning of the episode. And I think it's going to tie into what the rest of these four episodes are going to be about. And it's going to be, uncovering more things for Elliot and like him killing his dad is right now seeming like the most probable option at this point. Right. How he did that. If he did that, if he did that symbolically or literally, will he go to Washington township and find out the machine is real and there's value to it and reaches out to white Rose to say, you were right. Does white Rose who's, you know, she was going to dress up in that dress uh, when her cargo shipped and now she's dressing up for the feds to invade her home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is all of this going to end up meaning? So we have four more episodes. I feel like we, we sort through the Washington Township, White Rose Machine, and then we're down to those last two talking about who Elliot is. It's all about the Aldersons, I said, this season. But you're right. The story has always been about Elliot Alderson. It's always been about Elliot. And the Elliots of the world, and the underdog, and the pipsqueaks, and the hoodies. Yeah. And my I'm question cry is, when it's over. yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be depressed. <laughs> my question is, now that White Rose has no money, what happens with the Dark Army that they're not getting their paychecks? Exactly, anymore? what I was yeah. thinking. That's what I was saying when they were like trying to whisk, you know, get her into the car or get Jang into the car. I'm like. What are you doing that for? He's your, your check's gonna bounce, dude. You're not getting paid. I mean, does everybody go get? Do you go into a room, and they show the film strip, and there's a fish in a tank, <laughs> and they ask if you're a purple or a red. I don't know. Like, what is the whole glass door process of being in the dark army? And then when you see the boss like stand there and literally have her bank account drained, they're all witnessing this. Yeah. You know. How you're right. How loyal are they going to be? Because yeah. in the preview, it, it was Dom saying something about like we have to take them, we have to get rid of them. So are they still like I don't know? It's an army of people. It's called the Dark Army. 
not the dark think tank or the dark group. <laughs> <laughs> They're a fucking army. The dark interns. Of, of <laughs> the, dark <laughs> the dark interns. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a this is an army of you know cell swords. Yeah. I guess they kind of go the way Leon does, though. Since oh, but also I think we see Leon in the next episode. There was one shop shot. I think yes, there was. He's driving. Now is he going to drive Elliot out to Washington Township because he needs his protection and his cell sword? Or does White Rose call in her her cell swords, and Leon's one of them? I mean, if Paul Manafort can be like operating from prison, <laughs> <laughs> surely a White Rose. I mean, they're not going to just drag her off to like the hangman's alley. She's going to get off on charges. She's going to, you know, what? Well, maybe not. Maybe if you're caught red handed with the bank account right there in the front, maybe you do get thrown in the clink and you're yeah. done. What I've been thinking about with White Roses, like I, you hear stories sometimes about how um, people that have committed very large scale crimes, and I don't know if this warrants white rose going the same route but how people get thrown into solitary confinement and they lose their sense of time Ooh, and i'm wondering like how that could affect white rose Holy <laughs> like shit. not knowing the time because they're not gonna let her keep her watch i mean like <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> that could be cool That's that might always be mind. like a, a torture technique Speaking of time, you know the 1116 that we've been talking about that was on Chen's watch that's also a reference to Sybil that's on the White Rose watch Mm -hmm. in that one scene? Someone was saying that the truth will be known about Elliot and everything that's going on with all of this on 116 on New Year's Day. 116? So we're in Christmas. We're on Christmas Day. And they say one week in Christmas. If we're starting on up to Christmas Day, could we get to New Year's and that one one six literally be what that means? It's a Reddit theory. I don't normally even get into those a whole too lot on this show. Well, this, yeah, I kind of do, but I don't know if there's anything that anybody's thinking about at the time. Okay, never mind. Let's go back to the interesting thing you just said, Andre, about like, wow, <laughs> losing a sense of time and not losing the sense of herself in this scenario, or is she going to get like? All dolled up, they break in the door, and then she offs herself. Well, they had like two minutes of firefight on the credits. I mean, there's a battle going on downstairs. Yeah. So. So her dark army guys are like they're they're throwing down as best they can till they get up to her. I just don't <laughs> expect her like walking. I don't see her in handcuffs at all. No, I don't. Because she's gonna get Epstein in prison. Either that, or she's gonna get the Chinese government to have him. To have uh, the United States extradite her. There's no mm. way she's staying in the United States. No. And she's not going. She's not going under trial. You just at that level of operating, you don't do that. If you're the boss of your, but if you're the, your own boss and you're calling the shots. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know so much about that because I feel like the episode went to great lengths to show that she's not untouchable. That's like true, this was the episode that we saw her break down and lose control. Like her getting phone calls from the days group members and not being able to control them and just like seeing her bank account drained. I don't know if she's as untouchable as we think. I think that was yeah, the point of no. showing that. Maybe. I just don't I don't see her you know, you your your foot soldiers are the ones who get locked up. 
Yeah. Not not the top of the crime boss. But it, crime it, but it, as we're coming to the crashing halt to the end of something, like in somebody else's show, I can see that being the case. But in this case, what would Sam Esmail do? That's how we have to think. Like, what is he going to do with White Rose at this point? Her whole fucking thing will put us, probably say, you know, bad management. They're either walk out on you or commit yeah. suicide. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's your model. So is this something that she's I see, prepared I see, to do? I see like, you know, a... A suicide assassination, definitely on her, but she's not going to just rot in prison. She's literally about to meet the forces in her home yeah. as White Rose. Exactly. I don't know what's. I, I just don't. I don't see. Which is not welcome in China. Which is not. She's going to go out as herself. I see this as her putting on her dress to say goodbye. Death by that's cop. Just, that's me. I think death by federal agent. Yeah, that makes more sense than. Yeah. Being indicted. I mean, without this without this machine, like, what is she doing? Right. Like, what's her reason? She doesn't if, have her money. Yeah, All exactly. of this, like, back, like, background, like, Gulf War shit was all so that this machine could happen in the Congo. She doesn't have that anymore. Then. And she can't see Chen, so she'll just see Chen the old-fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the long, the, the scenic route. Yeah. Not the most direct. Take the ghost road home. <laughs> You're not taking the the toll route. I'm just saying. I feel like you know that that's. I felt that as soon as the money went out of the account. You're going Highway One, taking the long she's way. She's got this very small window that just completely closed. What the fuck is she has no reason to want to like get off of charges. I feel like she doesn't has no reason to live. So so do we see a uh, do we see a, a white rose death sooner than later? I have no idea. Because we if still I have say four yes, episodes. If I say yes, then. You know, B.D. Wong is dancing in the series finale credits, you know, giving us all the finger. He's been trolling us. B.D. Wong has been trolling us so deliciously on Twitter. <laughs> it's been my yes. favorite thing of this season is that B.D. Wong has, could have a second side hustle career, lucrative uh, career, just on social media, just posting up and just Chrissy teeing everybody in the teeth. Just like, just <laughs> slanging all kinds of barbs and people keep coming at him and he's just like, it's just gorgeous what he's been doing this season. I don't know. We can predict all day long, which is really strange because by now you'd think that we'd stop predicting, but I can't stop doing it. It's just a bad habit that it comes from this show. So, so. the, the Deus group guy that they, they uh, highlight is, is um, he's supposed to be a Russian oligarch. So that's Sergei. Uh, I don't know. They don't have his name on here. They have his real name, but because she's pacing back and forth talking to Sergey, and I don't know if that's the Sergey, but that is certainly the person who seems to be the. It's Nikolai Sankov, and it just says Russian oligarch. Okay, so, so I think that's Sergey. It might be, mm. yeah. Because he's the one who who seems the most prominent yeah. in the room. You know, the one who's probably pulled the most hustle and mirroring real life. Can Does we also quickly talk about the F Society video and how cool that was to bring that back? Yeah, yes. it was. It was, was like, awesome. oh, I remember F Society. Like, it was like, <laughs> you know, of course, I was thinking about this today. So Trenton and Mobley have been outed as F Society members who pulled off, like, the 72 building hack that's been hung on them. So how will people receive this information? So you you killed all these people in these 72 building hack and now you've you've done this how will it be perceived 
people showed up almost immediately. I'm, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, people showed up. And so, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, that 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 video was played on television. It was, wasn't it? It um, was, like, um, live. Unless, unless she had uploaded it and it hit the, the fan and then the TV got it. Because it just seemed like, I mean, he's on the on the 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 phone with uh, White Rose when he's just like, turn on the TV. Well, she says turn on. She the says TV. turn on the TV. So somehow it got out to the yeah, how know, did network she, media. I want to know how she got that hooked up. But I guess anything with just F emails society, it to CNN. I, that's true. I mean, yeah. it, there you is get an email. Yeah, you're right. If you have contacts, you can yeah. send things straight up. But I think, and I guess maybe they're looking out for F Society videos at this point. Or you just put it on the net, and something like that hot will, will get picked up. Real See, quick. I don't think that's how it really? happened because that's too much of a lag. If you wanted DMZ. it to go live, you were literally going to go directly to your source at your major networks and get it and on there. it would there. be on television that yeah, quick. Because yeah, because then... Matter Maybe in the beginning, they were putting the FBI video on Vimeo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was getting leaked the long way around yeah. through hacker channels, right? This, I feel this like, was, was a instant. direct... Because yeah. he's talking to White Rose and goes, yeah, I don't need your help, but you, help. you, might, need, you might need some help. And that's all within, you know, a matter, a matter of, let's say, an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're quick, yeah. and it, and I don't think Darlene hacked the news stations either because it, it had like the broadcast thing like F Society posts new video, blah 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 blah. No, I think she sent it directly. She streamed and it, was, it to it everyone. It was by cell phone too because you saw that aspect ratio was a little squished. Yeah, like when they do the you know. Yeah. Darling's phone working overtime. Tell you, that battery life must be amazing. She is just like, well, I'm like, I'm, it's I need iPhone get, 11. I need to get me one of these damn phones. It's a Samsung phone, <laughs> is it not? <laughs> it probably is. And I want to use a little squiggly thing, the line. Like, I want to be able to track. You I know, want green you. lights on my keyboard. Yes, all of this stuff. I want a purple backpack. It's like I'm back season <laughs> one wanting tchotchkes. But I want the little, I want the, the app where you can trace somebody and you do like the little dots. Oh, that thing? Yeah. I want to track you just for sport, <laughs> especially if you're running from the law. I want to be able to track you. There's no reason to track me. I'm when I'm not here. running from the law, <laughs> I am enjoying <laughs> Farmer Boys. Uh, you Brought know, to you by Farmer Boys. I don't have a whole lot of crazy stuff to say about this episode. I kind of am just sort of, I think it was one of those episodes where shit happened and we witnessed it and I don't have a whole lot of It was an experience. It was an experience. Yeah. It was it was very satisfying to watch things play out the way they played out. It was, but I was also like the opening scene at the end of it going yeah. I th- yeah. what? I thought if if the whole episode was like that, I would have been like, "Ah!" Yeah. I think he knew that. He was I'll like, give you okay. the shit to ponder and then, you know. Then I'm going to give you what you want to see. Exactly. It yeah. also occurred to me how especially with this episode because the 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 episode would end for commercial breaks at really pivotal points. That'd be like like a Macy's Christmas commercial. And I realized how awful it would be if they had commercials for 407 and like you find out this thing about Elliot and then you're forced to watch a commercial for Macy's <laughs> about their holidays 25% off sale. Well, I thought like if you were like watching that last episode and they were playing that that gap ad that's like playing Where's My Mind? As, <laughs> as a lullaby between, like, I'm making a, a song between the father and the mother and the son. I was like, first of all, that ad <laughs> really confuses me. I don't know what's going on in this. That's a pixie song that's normally used for people who have mental disorders. Okay. Anyway, 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of feelings I had, but at the end of it, I always, like after that second watch, again, thank God we're watching it on YouTube. We're getting to see it the night that it airs. At the same time, the rest of the country sees it, and then immediately turning around and watching it immediately after, and then maybe a little bit morning uh, on Monday morning to quarterback it before we do the podcast. But it's so interesting to see. I immediately calm down because <laughs> I would watch it at 10 and then have to wait to the next day to watch it, and I would have all night to spiral, and now I sleep better on Sunday nights. So I think I'm calmer in my take on it than I would normally be getting to see uh-huh. it in on Eastern time. So any other thoughts guys before we take it on out of here? No, I'm ready for the next episode. I know. We <laughs> have four more episodes <laughs> and I swear we'll get back to normal and talk about other things. There's other things going on. We know the Mandalorian's out, the Watchmen. There's a million shows we want to talk about and we will get around to talking about all those shows. They're not going to end before Mr. Robot ends. So we'll be back to talk about those when uh, this is over until then though. Uh, we're Mr. Robot until um, this show ends. We've been waiting for it. We're super fans. When that's done, we'll get back to normal. But for right now, I'm going to sit here and talk to my five personalities in my head uh, <laughs> about what's going on. They all have got a different opinions, and as well as you guys. So you guys take care of yourself. Get a lot of rest. Don't eat too much holiday candy. And let's take it on out of here. God you're so bad. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even say anything, Andre? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You get to say the last thing in three, two, one. I hate being put on the spot.